gentlemen, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is, this is Thursday. It is, it is the 22nd of August. The, the August is already, the August, the month of August is already wrapping up. It's almost done. Summer, folks is winding down already and I for one could not be happier not a big fan of the heaty season I like me I like me the fall the fall is perfect it is the perfect season it is perfect for cooking because you get all sorts of fantastic ingredients no longer do you have to settle for goddamn salad because it's like 110 degrees Fahrenheit outside or like 40 degrees Celsius outside with humidity on top of that. Plus fashion. The fall fashion is fantastic. Everyone looks good in the fall as opposed to during the summer where everyone looks like, uh, everyone looks like they're on meth because they're wearing, they're just wearing tank tops and everyone looks sweaty and their hair is down and everyone looks gross and you, you don't want to sit next to anyone on the bus. Fall is the better season. Robert Larry in the chat says, I was born in the summer. That has nothing on you. That's okay, Robert. You can be born in any season. Just, just so happens you were born in a suck season. Because uh, who am I talking to, you may be asking right now. Well, I'm talking to the live chat who has joined me live right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes because every Thursday night... I come on this, this YouTube thing, this little website, maybe you've heard of it. And I, and I do this live every Thursday and give me just a quick second here because I think I'm going to adjust my lighting a bit. I look, I, I look, whoa, I look dark. I really, really, it's really dark. That that's a bit better. Yeah, that's better. Uh, it's sort of like before I sort of felt like at any given moment, like a, uh, a clown could step out of the shadows and strangle me. Now I, f- now I feel secure. What was I saying? YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes every Thursday night. I do this live. So if you're watching this on demand at, uh, on, on, on the YouTube channel, why don't you think about coming to join me 9 p.m. Eastern and you're, you're me, but also the fantastic chat, the fantastic people that I have in the chat that come here every Thursday. And I'm so, so fortunate to have here such as Fantastic people like Tim, like Robert, like Mr. Fretz, who's here as well. CM Phil, who's here as well. You have Hawkeye, you uh, and you have Zachary, uh, who's here as well. Look, folks, it's the best place to come have a, a good moment of wrestling chat, along with someone who will, you know, shout in your ear for the next 10 to 15 minutes. As if I could do a 10, 15 minute podcast. Well, who am I kidding, right? Um, so there we go. So, so do think about doing that. And if you are watching live right now, Hey, Hey, give the video a thumbs up. I'd really appreciate that. Tweet the link out, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Tumblr. I don't know. Send the link out there. Let's get some people in here. Cause I've got stuff I want to talk about and I want some, I want some reactions. I want, I want some discussion. I want some stuff going on. But thank you very much for for helping out because 
because uh, it does help out when you link. If you're watching for the first time, consider a subscription. That's fantastic. And maybe you're even listening to this on your favorite podcast application because the Mr. Warren Hayes Show can be found on all podcast applications. And if by any chance your app, uh, your yeah, that's it, that your podcast app of choice does not have the Mr. Warren Hayes Show on it, you send me a send me a Twitter, hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. Mr. Warren Hayes. And and you tell me, you say, Warren, I I cannot find your podcast on Toothbrush Pod. The, you know, it's the podcast, it's the, the podcast application for people who have per- perfect teeth. And, I, and I'll make sure it gets on there. So that's that's really cool. So uh so please, please join in. Good to have you here. Good to have you here. JPQ of the No Particular Angle podcast. How you doing? Jumping in. This is all great stuff, and I'm very, very fortunate to have you here. You know, your boy Warren is going to be really, really busy over the next couple of days. So before I start tell, uh, talking to you about that, do remember, folks, to go take a look at belltobells.com, the absolute perfect place for all your women's wrestling coverage. Kristen Ashley right now of Bell to Bells. She is running a Queen of the Ring tournament right? Because of the King of the Ring tournament. But she's doing this and she's not just just a couple of wrestlers. No, 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 no. She went all out. 64 women. She's got like a million brackets, right? Because that's, that's how, that's how it works. If you have 64, if you have 64 women, you have, uh, you have a million brackets to go along with it, right? Right? That's how math works. Um, but, uh, go check it out and, and you can vote every day, every day you can vote. And she has all these women from Ross, Magdown, Shore, NXT, but from the independent circuit, from North America, from Europe, she has uh, Joshi wrestlers there as well. It's extremely thorough. Some people were even consulted on those. So go check it out. Belltobells.com, B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S. And vote, vote. You have to vote every day because there's a bracket that closes every day. And if you're like, oh no, Charlotte didn't go, they didn't get to go forward in the tournament. Well, because you didn't vote. It's because you didn't vote. And you know what it is? If you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain. So go check it out. I was saying that I'm going to be very busy over the next couple of days and I shall, I shall, because next week, next week is pretty packed. We have all out. Next Saturday coming up on Labor Day weekend, we have Takeover Cardiff. We have uh, we have Royal Quest coming up this uh, not this weekend but the weekend after. Uh, there's a whole bunch. Uh, there's there's a there's a concentration of things happening, right? So that's that's good for us wrestling fans and it's good for us content creators because I'm going to be doing a bunch of things next Tuesday. I'm going to be joined by Anthony Suter of the Smart to Death podcast. He is the biggest AEW mark I know. And he will be joining me for my uh, for my uh, all out prediction show, and we're going to be doing it on Tuesday, special evening, special time, seven thirty p.m. Eastern, right? Half hour before SmackDown starts. We're going to do some predictions for uh, for all out Tuesday. Then on Friday, then I'm I'm doing this show on uh, on Thursday as well. Then on Friday. I'm going to have Laura Morrow back on the show to do a NXT UK TakeOver uh, Cardiff prediction show. 
on Friday with Laura. Laura is a huge British wrestling fan. She uh, She's a big fan of the independent circuit. She uh, she follows NXT UK. I'll be looking forward to talking. I talked to her last year, or not last year, but um, earlier this year, I should say, when, um, when uh, TakeOver Blackpool happened. And uh, we both agreed that we should do this again. So it'll be good. Uh, you know, I'm going to touch base on her. I'm going to talk about the state of the independence as well in uh, in uh, in the UK because there has been a couple of closures. Well, there has been one, Defiant Wrestling, formerly known as uh, WCPW Wrestling. They shut down. Uh, there's uh, there's another uh, there's another uh, 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 indie uh, indie promotion that has also announced that it will be shutting down. I can't quite remember. Uh, but, um, but yeah, um, so, you know, we're going to take the time to talk about all that stuff, not just the matches. So do join us again. That'll be a special time. It'll be late afternoon because we're going to be broadcasting on British time and that's going to be next Friday. And of course, don't forget my NXT, NXT UK 205 live recap show, which is probably coming to an end over on fightfulselect.com. And I know what I'll be doing yet on Fightful Select. Because I know what I'm doing on Fightful. I'm going to be covering NXT live. I'll be doing the post shows with uh, with Sean and Alex Pulowski, uh on Wednesdays. So I'm not quite sure what I'm doing on Select. I'm going to figure it out. Sean and I have some ideas. We'll keep you posted. It's the best way to find to just hang around here. Hang around here on 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 uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. Thank you everyone for jumping in. Remember to like the video. I really do like likes who doesn't like likes everyone likes likes yes everyone likes likes all right let's start let's get it started let's start talking we're gonna start straight off the bat let's do the uh let's do the wwe inspection all right wait what no 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 we don't need we don't need the intro music though again warren oh it was a big uh, was a big week for uh for wwe again uh, good episode of Raw. Very, very frustrating episode of SmackDown, but we're going to get into it. And as you know, I'm going to be giving out my, my, my labels, my seals of approval or disapproval or just of overall apathy to a few segments that hold, uh, that held on to my attention. So we're going to start by giving the first label of the evening to the uh, opening match of Raw this week, Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to give that one a cool beans. Yeah, I'm going to give that one cool beans. It was a fun, I really liked the match, and I found that there... Look, these days I find the WWE are booking Roman Reigns very, very well. Uh, you know, he's not being pushed down our throats. He's not being over uh, overexposed. They're keeping him out of title pictures, which I think is really smart, and putting him in an angle that we actually kind of care about right up until this week. But <laughs> things are going very well for for Roman, I find. So, uh, and I love I love the pace of the match. Um, uh, you know, there was some great moves. That zigzag on the floor looked fantastic. That the spear that ended it was mwah, sold perfectly by uh, by Dolph. My, I guess my only issue here is that this was a SmackDown show because these are both SmackDown guys. Uh, this was a SmackDown match. I mean, these are both SmackDown guys. I don't know. And I would kind of would have liked Dolph to to continue his gimmick where you know he picks up the microphone at the end and asks for some more punishment. I kind of I'm sort of disappointed that he's not that he's not going to do that. Apparently, so oh, I don't, you know what are you going to do? That's fine. 
Um, so those were, that was my first cool beans of the evening. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to move on and, uh, you know, from cool beans, moving on to some hot trash then. The use of women on Raw again this weekend. I can even extend this to SmackDown. I, I wrote here in my notes on Raw, but I can also extend this to SmackDown. And before you get up in arms, let me give me a second here. I'm gonna I, I I I'm gonna nuance this a bit. Yes, Becky Lynch was on the show, and she had a hot, 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 hot promo. That was so good. That line. Where she said, Sasha, you're the greatest woman on the wrestler to have, to never be great. Ah, oh, it's the it's the Becky, it's the Becky that we love when she starts cutting those promos. Um, that was fantastic. Sasha got a, a short promo, but then she she beat the shit out of Natalia. First of all, the promo that she got when she was interviewed by Michael Cole, all she talked about was her hair. I loved it. It's like, I don't give a shit about this interview. Let's talk about my blue hair. Then she goes backstage and she beats the she beat the shit out of Natalia the week before. She beats the shit out of her again. Plus she says she she says um, uh, say hi to your dad. I'm uh, what is it? Is it? I'm sending you to hell. Say hi to your dad. Something like that. I'm like Sasha Banks has zero has no not zero. She has no more fucks to give. She's that's it. I mean she's she's completely out of it. Fan. Fantastic stuff. Yes, like Mr. Fritz says, go to hell, say hi to your dad. My God, that was awesome. She was so, so good. Um, and, and and you know, Alexa uh, Alexa and Nikki got a match against Fire and Desire, which was, which was fine, but it wasn't a non-title match for the titles, which I don't know why you wouldn't have made it a non-title match. They won anyway, uh, made it a title match. They won anyway, didn't they? Um... But here's where my main problem here is that the only women's match that we got on Raw was in the third hour. We had nothing, no other women's matches during the entire previous two hours of Raw. On SmackDown, we didn't even get a single match. We got a a moment of bliss where Bailey came out and essentially shoved Charlotte off a chair. I've said this before and I've said it again. Why isn't WWE creating new women stars? And we had an egregious example here of them doing exactly the opposite of what they need to be doing. They are painting themselves into a corner again, exactly like what happened after WrestleMania, where we have to pull out fucking Lacey Evans to have a match against Becky that isn't immediately going back to Charlotte or burning through uh burning through Bailey or uh well Sasha wasn't around but you know saving the they're they're just right now again they're just completely focused on the four horsewomen which is okay because in on one hand you should have the four horsewomen in your main event because they are all great however in the meantime, you need to be building credible threats to these women, and they're not. And don't tell me they are, because they're not. Leading up to SummerSlam, they put Natalia back in the spotlight, and they put Ember Moon into a title program. Immediately after SummerSlam is done, after Natalia puts on a hell of a show with, with Becky and Ember manages to shine in the position she was put in immediately after then 
Natalia gets buried. She, ha she has an injury. And then she gets knocked the shit out by, by Sasha. And then has the shit knocked out of her again this week. And Ember Moon loses. And we don't even see her this week. So they're not. They're not building stars. They're once again going around being focused on the titles. There's an argument to be made for Nikki Cross. And right now she's being positioned as something special. But she's but what they're doing with her is ultimately going to serve her into a feud with Alexa Bliss, which is what we want. Don't get me wrong. But you need to do more than just building one woman at a time. There can be undercard feuds with the women. It can happen. And they don't always have to have goofy storylines that involve men or makeup or uh, handbags. I don't know what, you know, they're wrestlers. They can feud about wrestling things like Sasha and Becky. It's no nonsense. It's not something where it's like, oh, you know, look, look at how she paints her nails. It's disgusting. No, it's just, Sasha comes in, she's whooping some ass. Becky wants to whoop her ass. Everyone wants to, they both want to whoop each other's asses. That's a wrestling feud. That's all you have to do with your women. And by God, there are women on that roster that you're doing nothing with. There's no reason to keep the Kabuki Warriors a thing. Split up Kyrie and Asuka. Asuka, Asuka can be turned on like that and she'll be credible. Build Kyrie. I swear people will people are waiting to like Kari Sane. Oh my god. Okay. Look, I have a lot more to rant on tonight, so I'm not gonna waste too much time. That was hot trash. I'm gonna take the opportunity to say hello to Soul, who joined the chat. How you doing? Kristen Ashley. She heard I was talking about her, so she popped in. Hi. Uh and uh and the boys at Kfabe TV are here as well, despite the moving day. Thank you for coming over. And Carlos is here as well. He just popped in. <clears throat> there we go. So that, that for me, definitely, definitely, definitely hot trash. I want to talk about the King of the Ring now. Uh, we had the first, we had the first brackets of the King of the Ring that, uh, that occurred, uh, that occurred this week. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go right ahead. I'm going to label this one to me right now. The King of the Ring is warm soda. There's. There's some good, there's some not so good, and it sort of evens out. And for now, I'm very, very flat on it. I'm going to walk through it. Jason PS3, how you doing? First and foremost, Samoa Joe versus Cesaro is everything we wanted out of a Joe Cesaro match. It was, first of all, a fantastic match to open the tournament. You couldn't have picked a better match to, to kick off the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, and they laid into each other so hard. It was a such a brutal match. That kick that Joe ate to his face. Ooh. That was some hard, hard stuff. Samoa Joe ended up winning, winning that one, sort of breaking up my bracket from the get-go. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and then on the same show, just a little later on, we got Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn, which should have been something special which could have been something special but instead it just it was just so cut and dry and finito just like really really quick over and done kind of thing like really really okay 
I don't know why they kept it so short and why it was so nothing. Then we headed over to SmackDown. We had Andrade versus Apollo Crews, which was another great match. Apollo uh, had, to me, Apollo had a fantastic showing. Better than Andrade. I think I found Andre gave him Andrade. Andre Andre 3000. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Uh, But no, I can't call him that because 3000 is a surname. Um, uh, uh, Andrade versus Apollo. Uh, Apollo had a he had this great drop kick as he was intercepting uh, uh, Andrade that was flying off the ropes. Uh, he had a pop up gut buster at some point, which was really cool. They both had some fantastic strikes. Andrade won it. Uh, good match, and then Kevin Owens lost. But we're gonna get into the Kevin Owens thing specifically in a little while. Um, I'm t- look. I'm very, very torn because I honestly thought, I honestly thought that this would be a really, that the whole tournament would all be about giving us some really great matches. You know, I don't expect WWE to to go all out with a real deal, uh, true to form tournament, you know, something as huge or as sprawling or as competitive or sporting as the G1. But I kind of did expect them to give us something that we could chew on a little. And when it started off with Joe and Cesaro and the great match they had, I was like, this is fantastic. Cedric and Sammy was a bit of a cold shower. Andrade was versus Apollo again. And then the Kevin Owens stuff was another cold shower. <sighs> like, I really thought that this was, you know, they keep talking about how this is a platform to push new stars. Well, you're not going to push new stars if you have them have five-minute match in what is supposed to be a competitive tournament. They're all coming out and looking at the throne, the, the, the throne, the throne, you know, and it's like, hey, I could be sitting here. You know, it's it's like, it's like our, 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 it's like the WrestleMania sign, you know, it's like, hey, look at the throne. I could, I could have been wearing the crown. I could have the scepter with the crown and I can sit on the throne and then I'd be the Lannister of the WWE. I don't know who talks like that in WWE. I don't. Make up your own wrestler. Create them in 2K, 2K20 if you want to lose your money on that game. But anyway, the, the point is, is that I'm very, I'm very, very um, cooled off on the King of the Ring tournament right now. Um, I'm still looking forward to some matches. There's some great stuff coming up, but it's starting... It's starting to feel. It's starting to feel like I didn't want to feel. Anyway, but you know what? Let, we're, let's um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about our uh, my brackets though because I updated my brackets with the new results. Let, let me pull them up here, right up uh, the upper uh, upper left hand corner here, or right hand. It's my left, your right. I don't, I don't, don't get me, don't get me involved. Keep me out of, keep me out of this. I want to say hello, by the way, to Joe Anthony, Aaron's J fan, Daniel Price. We're all joining in the chat now. How you doing? Uh, so as you see now, I updated. Uh, I, I updated the uh, the second round brackets. Uh, I out of Joe and Drew, I think Drew does keep going forward. I I'm sticking to the plan. I'm sticking to the plan where Drew McIntyre is still going to be uh, is still going to be the winner here. I still think Cedric is going to beat Baron Corbin because just because of the fact that you have nothing but heels 
on the upper brackets, on the raw side. You have nothing but heels. You can't put... Baron Corbin will not work properly if you have him face heels. And I think, you know, Cedric Cedric is going to get a good push out of this. On the SmackDown side, uh, I can't see Elias going forward. I really don't. He's fighting Buddy Murphy. Jesus. Buddy should murder him, essentially. And I'm still sticking with the gay uh, with um, Andrade over um, uh, with um, Gable uh, Chad Gable going forward, and uh, well, I sort of twisted things around a bit, and I still think Drew wins, but I think we're gonna get a semi finals with Andrade, which should kick ass. So those are my updated brackets right there, so that we can talk about them later, and you can all make fun of me. And it's like I keep saying, you know, when I, when I talk about predictions and stuff, I like to be surprised. I prefer to be surprised than have properly predicted everything. I really do. But at some point, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to be surprised to the point where Shane McMahon gets involved in stuff. And anyway, give me a second here. Um, all right. So, so the, so the King of the Ring, uh, that's out of the way. Um, hot trash. Dominic Mysterio's promo. (laughs) God. Doesn't, does it, doesn't anyone vet anyone before putting them on air? Have them like read the script and like, Hey, can you, can you deliver lines without sounding like you're a, you're a you're a piece of wood? Jesus. That was bad, man. That was really really bad. That was awful. <laughs> I did not uh and he and you know, he put his arms on on Ray's and it was not just the delivery. He put his arms on Ray's shoulders and Ray was emoting, you know, he was going <laughs> He was being emotional, you know, his son is talking to him. He's like, "Dad, dad, I want to fight with you." And Ray's a and he's just staying right there. Dad, I want to tell my children and my grandchildren that I, Dominic, fought with my dad in a WWE ring in WWE. It was, oh, that was really bad. I don't know who decided that that was a good idea because I can tell you one thing. It wasn't. You know what was a good idea, though? Putting Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman in a promo and a program together, which is actually working. And you know what I noticed here? It's a lot of fun. I really like it. I like I like the relationship that they're developing between the both of them. First and foremost, the angle is fun. Seth, Seth is, have you noticed? He's not being a stupid baby face. I think he's cured. I think he's cured about being a stupid baby face because he's been telling Braun, look, I know you want the universal title, but why don't we do this? You know, let's just get this out of the way. You know, he's going forward with stuff. And I'm like, good, good job, Seth. You're recognizing things. Good, good on you. I like that. It makes sense to me. And that's what we want from our chi- from our baby faces. We don't want them to be fucking morons. And, and Braun, they're cutting down on his promo time, not having him cut promos. I... It's just escaping me right now, but this one interaction that they had where Seth was like, hey, why don't we go and we, why don't we challenge those dudes for the, the OC for the titles and, and Braun's response to everything that Seth was saying was just like, mm. 
It was just a grunt. And that's that's it. That's Braun Strowman, right? Oh, this, look, this is really good. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the with the titles because, you know, I've said it before, I said it again. Two singles guys should not be should not be defeating tag team dudes so easily because the tag team, the guys who are the tag team are tag team experts. The singles guys are not. Even if it is Braun Strowman, even if it is your universal champion, I'm in wait and see mode for this before I really complain. Right now, I think it's fun and it's the most fun Seth has been uh, in a while. So that's cool beans. How about another cool beans? The coolest of beans. The Randy Orton revival angle. Oh! Oh! They continued what they had set up last week on SmackDown, where, where the uh, the New Day are in the are they're fighting. Randy Orton runs in literally out of nowhere, perfect camera work. Runs in out of nowhere to RKO Big E. Big E was in the middle of his uh, of a hot tag, and he and the revival then go ahead and demolish Kofi Woods. They just it's it was fantastic. And the revival and Orton look perfect as a unit, as a as a stable, what, whatever you want to call them. They look amazing together, all three of them. It works. They're credible. Orton looks motivated. He feels motivated. The revival are obviously lo- loving this. Loved, 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 loved. The revival setting Woods up and breaking his leg, and Orton holding up, uh, holding up uh, uh, Kofi's uh, Kofi's head so that he can see it happening, and loved on top of that. You want Big E was completely taken out of the match or of the post the the the, the post match beatdown. He sold that RKO like he was shot in the back, and isn't that what the RKO is? It's the probably the most protected finisher in recent recent in a long for years. Isn't that what it's all about? I love this angle so damn much. And the revival have never felt more relevant or stronger or meaner. They don't feel like a semi-comedy thing. Orton, Jesus Christ. Randy Orton giving me goosebumps in 2019. I loved how this went down. I loved how it was executed. I lo- everyone is played their parts perfectly in, 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 that, uh, in that angle. That, as they say in the business, folks, was good shit, pal. So then, of course, there's you know there's going to be a follow-up on that uh, on uh, on SmackDown, right? Especially since it starts off with Randy Orton coming out, cutting a promo, fantastic, motivated promo. Like, Randy Orton is really sinking his teeth into this. He's having a good time, you can tell. And then Kofi Kingston comes out of nowhere and starts and beats him up with a chair. And then the he beats up the Revival as well. It kind of left me indifferent, though. I'm I'm warm soda-ing this one. Um, 
it kind of felt Kofi's running kind of felt flat, fell flat, felt a little predictable. Uh, and I, it wasn't quite the result that they wanted. I don't think Kofi doesn't come off as an aggressor. He doesn't come across as someone who it, like it, it doesn't work in his personality. It, it was a little, it felt a little weird, felt a little contrived, didn't quite care for it, but I mean, this is still a really, really good angle. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Buddy Murphy is cool beans. I really, really, really dug this match with Daniel Bryan putting Murphy over. Fantastic stuff. Oh my God, I really like this uh, submission sequence. They had a submission sequence here, right? Where Daniel Bryan has the, the yes lock on Buddy Murphy. And this is what I like so much about Daniel Bryan. And it's stuff you see overseas there are other promotions and you don't see much in WWE, but Daniel Bryan doesn't give a shit. And he has a yes lock on and it wasn't working. You know, he wasn't getting the results. So instead of just staying in the hold as long as you can, you know, allowing Buddy Murphy to, 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 to power out. Well, he transitions into other holds to keep Murphy down and away from the ropes. It makes sense. It's great stuff. It's something that you can believe in. Um, super fun. Final, final third where Murphy and Bryan are just, they're just, laying into each other and i love the ending where um uh buddy Cur uh, covers daniel bryan bryan has the leg on uh, on the rope and eric rowan jumps up on the apron and he's shouting to the ref ref he's got his foot on the rope he's got his foot on the he didn't interfere he didn't like go shove the foot he's like no i i care about daniel bryan i thought that was i thought it was a nice little touch and there was a couple of near falls after that. And Buddy Murphy hit Murphy's Law and got the win. This was so, so, so good. So, so, so good. Um, are we going to talk about it now? I think I think this is where this is where I should talk about it. Yeah. So that was Cool Beans. Spoiler alert, probably the last Cool Beans I'm going to be giving. Because we're going to talk about uh, some hot trash now. We're going to talk about Kevin Owens losing in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. The match itself was fine for what it was. I thought Elias looked good. I thought that spinning sit-out powerbomb that he did was nice. Very, very nice. But... Why did they do this? Why did they do the angle? I like the idea of Kevin Owens being in a position where he's been fined $100,000 where he feels he has to dial it back a little and play nice because the boss is ruining his livelihood because $100,000 is a shit ton of money. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Yes, I'll apologize. Yes, I'll do. Yes, okay. And he appeals to Shane. I like that stuff. It feels out of character in WWE, but it's fine. But why are we bringing Shane and Kevin Owens back into an actual feud? Why are we doing this again? At SummerSlam a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens squashed. Shane McMahon. He didn't beat him. 
He squashed him. That was the end of the feud right there. That is absolutely the end. I don't know why it did. They, they, they felt that it had to go on. It's just like, why are they continuing with this? And why, why are they, why did they pull this during the King of the Ring tournament? Again, this kind of like what I told her, what I said earlier. The expectations here were that we were going to get a tournament, that we were going to get a competitive tournament, but using it to forward angles. I don't know, man. I really, really don't know. I don't understand why this, why this is, why, why this was a thing. <laughs> I really don't know why this was. I really don't know why this is a thing. And it bothers me. It bothers me because I really think Kevin Owens needs to, should be moving on and feuding with wrestlers, not Shane McMahon. And I really think that the, that the King of the Ring tournament was not the place to, uh, was not the place to pull this off. So this was all, ah, look, this was all very weird. But then, on top of that, the final hot trash of the evening, the hottest of the hot trash, the reveal, the big reveal. Who attacked Roman Reigns, guys? Who attacked Roman Reigns? It was, it was a guy. It was a guy who looked like Rowan. I hated this so much, and I'm going to tell you why. First and foremost, first and foremost, Daniel Bryan, the Captain, Captain Planet, the left-wing liberal of the WWE, brings in a dude. He obviously has been... Is, being kept under duress with a hood over his head, locks him in a room, didn't set out like pastries or, or some refreshments. No, he just left him there. Not even a bottle to piss in. And he leaves, he does his matches and stuff. And we don't, he goes back to him at the very end of the show. And throughout, and he says, this, we've, we've conducted our investigation and we're going through with it. And mother, Lit, hmm. David Atunga, who for some reason beyond me, someone said, hey, Corey Graves isn't here. He's on vacation. Let's put Atunga in his place. Someone thought that was a good idea. David Atunga going on his, uh, oh, I have lawyer friends who have vetted their, uh, uh, who have vetted Daniel Bryan's process and his forensic evidence. First of all, Atunga, what the hell is this? And he he went on this a couple of times. What the hell is up with his uh, weird lawyer flexing on TV? That's ridiculous. To begin with, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? First and foremost. Second, second, remind me if I ever need a lawyer to vet them properly to make sure they're not David Atunga's friends. Because if David Atunga's friend lawyer vetted Daniel Bryan's process and forensic evidence into this shit, then he is, or she, is a terrible lawyer. 
God damn David Atunka. <laughs> anyway, so they do the reveal. They do the reveal and they pull the head off and then everyone just stands around in silence, sort of looking at each other. Okay, now I get what they're doing. They're doing, they're doing a cliffhanger where they're ending Raw with, well, who is this guy? Nobody knows. And they're doing cliffhangers and this is what everyone in WWE says. Well, shows end with cliffhangers all the time. Right. However, we are meant to believe that Raw, that everything that's happening on Raw is happening live. It's happening before our eyes. It's, 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 it's a live event. So technically, from the moment that the, that the show ends here, let me wrap, wrap this up. Let me approach this a different way. If you're watching any other scripted television show that ends on a cliffhanger, one episode, one week, the week after that, or even the season after that, is going to start off within the same time frame where it ended the week before, the year before. It's not, there's not going to be a week that's passed literally in the timeline of the story, right? Here, we're led to believe that at the end of this show, Roman, Rowan, Brian, and uh, not, not Eric Rowan, let's call him that, Eric Rowan and not Eric Rowan, that they all stayed around in that one room and they all sort of stared at each other. It's like, well, uh, Roman will, will tell you next week who it is. And Roman's like, sure, that's fine. Does, does, the, <laughs> does any of this make sense? How does any of this make sense? I get, like I said, I get it's a cliffhanger, but that's not how it, or at least it ends with Roman, Roman flipping some tables over and, and, and then um, the, the heels flee with their captive, with not Eric Rowan because Roman is pissed and he wants answers and he's lost his mind or something. Something that prevents us from getting the information we need now. My God. And this is the, again, this is an egregious example of WWE storytelling where you think now, oh, the storyline is progressing. It is not. This is not storyline progression. This is, this is a red herring. It's a monkey wrench. It's stupid. We were supposed to get some kind of reveal. We did not. This was... All disappointment. God damn. I hated this. I hate this so much. I hated, hated, hated the ending of SmackDown. And I cannot wait to see how they make this work next week. Because it's not a reveal. Here's the thing, folks. It's not a reveal it's not it's not adding to the story if we don't know who it is. At least when Scooby-Doo and the gang would reveal who the ghost was, it would be at the bare minimum the guy that told them not to go up to the old manor on the side of the road and that you didn't see for the rest of the episode. At least we could connect that dot. There's nothing to connect here. Who the fuck was that guy? We have to wait a week and Roman has to wait a week. It's stupid. That was the WWE inspection.
how's everybody doing? Hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, if you haven't already, please do consider giving the video a like uh, right here on youtube.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, do consider giving a follow, a like, a uh, subscription, a review, all of that good stuff helps. And if you also want to help, buy my t-shirt. It's at whatforapparel.com slash I'm not dead because by God, I'm very much alive. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if I, if the blood wasn't coursing, pumping through my veins right now. Mmm, mmm. Buy the goddamn t-shirt, whatforapparel.com slash I'm not dead. Uh, and if you feel up to it as well, you can also leave me a tip at tinyurl.com tip Warren. Those are all great ways to show support for this ORNA show. Hope everyone's having a good time. I haven't been watching much of the chat. I apologize. Let me me take a moment here to just (laughs) go through chat a little bit. I'm sorry, folks. I got got involved. I got involved. Uh, Kristen says, Warren is going to crash hard in about 15 minutes. She knows me too well. She knows me too well. KFib TV says, this is my first Warren rant. Welcome. You've <laughs> this is officially your haze, your initiation. This was your hazing. Good job. Um, Daniel Price says, I mean, come on. Reigns couldn't have gotten to a middle-aged man in an unguarded room for two hours. Was he too busy wetting his hair and not watching monitors? Yeah. See? That's that's an excellent point. It's everything's being broadcast on TV. Oh, good. I'm not gonna get back into it. Excellent point, Daniel Price. Um, and Sol says, yeah, you know, I mean, this guy tried to murder you, Roman. That's right. Joe Anthony says, I don't hate the red herring. I hate the fact that SmackDown Live ended with no reaction from Roman. Well, th- yes, yes. Just silence for a solid minute. Um, and CM Phil says, remember when Daniel Bryan had a big announcement? Yes, his career shattering, career changing announcement. I remember that. And Carlos is worried about my level of hydration. Don't worry, Carlos. I am really thirsty, though. Ah! Sure got hot in here. All right, so um, let's move on. Let's talk about other stuff. Let's talk about stuff that won't get me uh, won't get me uh, all hyped up like that. But still, uh, some great news. Uh, Eve Wrestling, based in the UK. Um, sure you've heard about it. If you, perhaps you've even had the opportunity to watch it. Bastion of women's wrestling over in the UK. Um, Eve, uh, Eve has always done their own thing, right? And they're a fantastic promotion and they have, they've been the springboard for the careers of so many fantastic women who are even now wrestling in NXT UK. Well, uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that um, that uh, Eve had become unionized uh, in in uh, in the UK under Equity. Equity is what it was formerly known as the British Actors Equity Association, and it's a trade union. It's a performance uh, trade union for uh, theater directors, uh, fight directors, choreographers, set designers, costume designers, lightning designers, actors, stage managers, models, and performers in the United Kingdom. So basically a kind of a Screen Actors Guild, right? And uh, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, Eve announced that they had uh, that they had uh, come to an agreement 
with equity to unionize uh, their uh, their wrestlers, which was a really, really, which is a huge deal because the stories about North American wrestlers wanting to unionize is very well documented. Uh, the uh, The efforts put forth by promotion heads, Vince McMahon and others, not just Vince, but others as well to try and stifle that have also been storied. Um, but this is, uh, but this is, uh, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, in a nutshell, what it means is that wrestlers get, uh, get insurance in case they get injured. It also provides wrestlers with, uh, with liability insurance, such as, uh, uh, such as if a fan decides to sue them for whatever reason. So that's also fantastic. Entitles them to, uh, free and confidential legal advice. Let's say they get a very, very wordy and complex and uh, multi-paged wrestling contract from a larger promotion. Well, then they can have access to some legal help to read through it. And uh, and there was an article that was uh, that was uh, released. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, in the uh, it was put out in the uh, Sunday Times. Well, then it was probably on Sunday. But anyway, um, uh, Dan Reed, of, uh, who is a part owner of EVE, uh, tweeted about it, tweeted the article, um, basically saying, uh, which basically talks about the fact that wrestlers are considered performers. Um, uh, the, um, the, uh, the union, uh, the equity union, basically said professional wrestlers, and I'm quoting here, Professional wrestlers are highly skilled performers deserving of recognition and support that equity can provide. Wrestling combines aspects of acting, dancing, physical theater, and circus. It also means that they get what they what they call a um, a dignity at work policy, uh, which uh, basically uh, protects wrestlers from uh, derogatory comments, uh, insulting behavior, or things that can undermine a person's self-esteem. Uh, in the same article, they also say, you know, that the code of conduct is, uh, uh, this code of conduct is a little, um, you know, it's going to be a work in progress. They're going to feel some stuff around and, you know, adjust as they go on. But I mean, this is fantastic, fantastic news. Um, and I would like to, I'd like to take a moment to read Dan Reed's, <laughs> that's not even, not even a joke. I didn't even try. Um, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to take a moment to, uh, I'd like to take a moment to read Dan's, uh, thread here that what he posted on Twitter, which I thought was fantastic and was directed at Jim Cornette. And I'm assuming that, uh, Cornette had something to say about not liking unions and that wrestlers unionizing is not a good thing. And that, you know, performers, anyway. I, I don't know. I didn't, I, I'm not aware of Cornette's comments, but th this is what Dan had to say. He said, for years, wrestling has effectively lied to people on what it, uh, on what it was when trying to protect kayfabe. This killed a great deal of trust from the outside world towards pro wrestling and thus wrestlers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Acknowledging what professional wrestling is moves us away from the carny days and puts emphasis on the word professional. Acknowledging all the skills that a person must train in learn and develop to be able to become and perform as and as a professional wrestler um, helps move the business further forward and actually encourages new fans. By acknowledging that wrestlers learn skills such as acting, 
stunt performing, fight choreography, improv, and ad lib, among others. We educate the world on just how amazing these professional wrestlers are. This will also help wrestlers move on to other entertainment fields for post-wrestling careers because they will be recognized for the skills they have learned and are able to provide. Wrestlers being recognized as multi-skilled performers really has zero drawbacks. He goes on, he says, though I am sure this is still Dan Reed, of course, though I am sure this part of my thread will go down like a lead balloon, I have a great deal of respect for what Jim Cornette has achieved in the professional wrestling industry, and I believe you don't have to agree with someone personally to respect their body of work, which is kind of what how I feel about Cornette. <coughs> Excuse me. I get what Cornette says when he talks about people needing to believe in stars and emotionally invest in matches, but I also believe we have evolved past just that we have evolved past just it needs to be real. We keep going to the movies to watch Marvel movies because we are invested in the characters. There are multiple reports and filming of cinema goers literally cheering when Thanos was killed and faded away in Avengers Endgame. Spoiler, spoiler. These people, should have said before, right? These people didn't need to believe it was real in order to care. They just needed a good story with good characters in order to feel. Any blame, if there is any, on a lack of stars or matches feeling big or important lands solely at the feet of those handling the creative decision-making. It has nothing to do with the description of what a wrestler is or what a wrestling show is or how public it is. This post, this thread, folks, no joke, when I read it the first time, gave me shivers. It gave me absolute shivers because in a nutshell this is essentially what I feel in regards to professional wrestling by the way in regards to his Avengers comment about Endgame folks when I was when I saw Endgame I saw it twice I saw it once by myself and I saw it with my daughter both times people cheered spoiler alert go like this if you if you haven't seen Endgame and you want to know what I'm about to say You ready? People cheered when Captain America picked up Mjolnir. A rousing cheer happened in the audience to a film. So this goes to the point where you get good characters, you get good performance. People will get attached to it. This is absolutely fantastic news. And it is the most sensible vision, view of professional wrestling that I have seen, that I have read about in a long, long time. Because here's the thing. It gives wrestlers the opportunity, as Reed says, gives the wrestlers the opportunity to be recognized for the skill set that they're developing. Gives the on WWE, they are required to do so much, not just be good in the ring. They're required to do so much that they should be able to capitalize off of the skills that they develop outside of the wrestling business when at some point they're like, you know what? My body can't take this anymore. My body can't take 200 days on the road taking bumps. And I think this is legitimate. I think this is absolutely, absolutely legitimate. And I salute Eve Wrestling for doing this. Now, the question that I have 
the, the, what 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 pops into my mind here how how what leg does WWE have on have to stand on excuse me now that we sort of develop this this vision of what a professional wrestler is and if they can be recognized by a performing union a you know a and a a, cre- a union of creatives as they like to call themselves what leg does WWE still have to stand on if they don't consider their talent the same way the stories are true by the way of Vince McMahon wanting to move away from the term professional wrestling into sports entertainment so that he wouldn't have to pay taxes, pay fees to um, uh, to uh, athletic commissions, to state athletic, uh, athletic commissions. There was some athletic commissions who decided to tweak their rules a little, like in Kentucky, to sort of include the scope of work that WWE would do to continue to get like this free cash being pumped into their into their coffers, essentially. But um, but I really feel like WWE at this point, with such with 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 such an important statement being made here, WWE is is not is no longer in a position to have cake to have its cake and eat it as well. If you're not going to play nice with, if you're not going to call yourself a sport because you don't want to have to play with athletic commissions and you're not a combat sport and you're entertainment, well, then your entertainers should get some form of protection to what for what they're doing. You know, stuntmen and women get all sorts of insurance coverage. They do. And um, and basically, uh, basically here the um, basically the uh, your your performers are going out there. They're making your company millions of dollars, and they're not getting any benefits to ensure that they can have a long healthy, a long-standing career in wrestling. You know? you know, And I, so I'm, I'm going to leave it as such for now. But there's really, there, there's, I, there's a lot of soul searching that has to, ha- and you know what, here's another thing, just, here's the last parting thought where, you know, where the, oh, is it sports entertainment? Yeah, but it's still wrestling. Just a couple of weeks, I think it was last week or a couple of days ago. I think it was last week after the Buddy Murphy match. Roman Reigns called himself the best performance, best performing fighter of all time. Something like that. Performing fighter. And that got a lot of people worked up. He's not calling himself a sports entertainer. He's not calling himself a wrestler. He's calling himself a performance fighter, a performing fighter. I mean, we're skirting around and we're, Adding the word performance, we're talking about performance when we talk about wrestlers. We don't always talk about fights anymore. Put on a hell of a show, a hell of a performance. These guys, you know, they work well together. We know it's not a fight. We know these are, this is a show that they're performances. So, 
what are we waiting for? What is WWE? Well, I know what WWE is waiting for. They don't want to have to deal with the union. They want to keep on doing the same thing that they've been doing over and over again over for years. Just, you know, work the wrestlers to the bone. They want to continue having wrestlers drive themselves and rent their own cars and book their own flights to destinations because, oh, that that's tradition in the business. That's the tradition. You jump in a car with uh, with your travel partner, with your tag team partner, with your buddies, your stable mates, and you, you bond and you drive for 12 hours. You sleep for three. You train for two. You know, but but you guys drive. You do you do the driving. They don't want to create these conditions for these wrestlers. The thing is, see, I'm I'm sure most of you know by now if you've been following my body of work. I'm a progressive. I think forward. The past is something you build on. It's not something you live in. The traditions and the establishment that was made in the past is fantastic. If wrestling exists how it exists today, it it was done thanks to the sacrifice and the toil of so many hundreds and thousands of wrestlers before those that we have here. But the business has changed. It has grown. It has evolved. And it will continue to change. And I think it's about time that the business practices that go around wrestling change as well. So, good on Eve for what they did here. I I appreciate that. All right, finally, ladies and gents, one last thing. Let's uh, before we before we wrap up, let's talk about AEW. Anthony Suter from Smart to Death is here. He'll be real happy. You know, he doesn't want to talk about anything else except AEW. Hey, you heard about AEW? It's so good. It's such a great wrestling promotion, AEW. Let's talk about AEW. All Out is coming two weekends from now. Not next Saturday, Saturday after that. I'm really looking forward to it. Earlier this week on Twitter, I I started uh, I started thinking, you know, you start, you start thinking about uh, these things coming up. Uh, at All Out, AEW will be crowning its very first world champion on the male side, of course. Uh, they'll be crowning their world female champion in a couple of weeks on a TV show. Uh, but as it stands right now, right now, we've got, um, but right now we have, uh, we have AEW coming in with their, with their men. So Chad, I want to hear you. I want you I want you to chime in on this. I want some discussion, some good old fashioned wrestling discussion. I was talking about, just, I'm done talking about rest, looking out for wrestlers and fairness for wrestlers. Now let's get back to the meat of why we like wrestling. Let's start arguing about who we think should be world champion. Hang that Adam Page and Chris Jericho are fighting each other at All Out to crown the very first AEW world champion. I want to know who you guys think is going to be the first AEW champion. And I put this out on Twitter earlier this week and man, the reactions I got. Whoa. And I just put that out there and, and it's fine. When I ask for reactions, I want reactions. I'm not going to start going, you're wrong. You're right. You're wrong. And you're wrong too. I get the reactions, but there were, people are feeling very, very passionate about this, aren't they? 
it's like as much as you have a very strong contingent for Chris Jericho, there's a lot of people. And we're like, uh, the only answer is uh, Adam Page has worked too long and uh, you don't put it on the back of a part-timer and so on and so forth. I'm like, my God. Anyway, it's a, it, 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 it created an outpour of reactions, which I really appreciated because that's, you do want reactions, right? You want people to react to your stuff, kind of like people in the chat right now. Let's see what people are are, are talking about here. Um, <clears throat> Daniel Price says, I want Paige to win, but someone, probably MJF is interesting. Jericho's not winning clean. Carlos says Jericho. We got Aaron J's fan who says Jericho as well. Um, CM Phil says, after last night's episode of Road to All Out, Hangman made a believer out of me. I think Paige is going to win. KFib TV says Jericho. Uh, and by the way, the, uh, the road to all out series has, has been very, very good in establishing the characters and the feuds. I can't, if they continue doing this type of formula in the, uh, uh, on TV, it's going to be really, really good. It's going to be a good time anyway. Um, and Tim says, I can't pick Jericho or hangman. I like them both. That's they're both, they're both fantastic for very different reasons but I think the correct answer is Chris Jericho. I really, really do. And it has, n and it's not because I don't think Adam Page can be world champion for AEW. I think they've positioned, they being the creative, the creative uh, aspects of AEW. I think they've done a great job to start to establish Adam Page as a true contender. However, You got to keep in perspective that right now they are on the cusp. They being AEW are on the cusp of premiering their television, right? Getting on TV. AEW up until this point has existed within the wrestling bubble and has existed by, uh, by pay-per-views, by events. There hasn't been really any stories long. There has been a couple the Rhodes story, Mox and, uh, Moxley and, and Omega. There have been a couple of stories. I'm not saying there hasn't been at all. And they've started building Jericho and, and, and Page. But it's existed in this bubble where we all know who a hangman Adam Page is. Now, if they're going on television, they're clearly looking to try and attract new fans, not just people who have been following the elite since New Japan and Ring of Honor, they want they want people who don't know who Hangman Adam Page is. They want to find they want to dis, they want to let them discover who he is. Chris Jericho does have name value. I wouldn't say it's mind blowing mainstream um, mind blowing mainstream name value, but it does re he does resonate. If if you stopped watching wrestling in the mid two thousands or you know something to that effect. You know who Chris Jericho is and you'll remember. So if he comes in with the title immediately off the bat, you're like, well, okay, I know this guy and he's their world champion. Okay. All right. Th th this works. And then if you take the time to establish hangman page week after week on TV and you lead him into winning the world championship, 
I think it works much, much better than Paige coming in with the title and everyone be like, who's this kid? Jericho, I Jericho's role in AEW is going to be to create new talent. It's going to be to create new stars off of his back. He has nothing left to prove. He's 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 good. He's done everything that there has to be done in wrestling and then and then some. <laughs> you know? He's been he, Jesus, he started a, a wrestling cruise. You know, the, he's his role is going to be to create the generation of AEW stars that will be able to carry the company for years. Hangman Page is correct me if I'm wrong here. 28 guys. I think he's like, he's in his late twenties. The guy, the guy has the potential to be a multi-time world champion at this chain, at, at this stage of his career. So I, I don't see any other outcome for all out or at least an interesting outcome than Jericho getting a bit of a screwy finish, sure. Something that something that uh, that'll protect Adam Page, as Daniel Price says in the chat. Something that'll protect Page, make sure that he's not that he, that he doesn't lose one hundred percent cleanly. Page hits TV. You put him on some great matches. You give him some some proper build, so that the viewing week, so that the week to week viewing audience will get to know him, get behind him, and then lay into Jericho and then take the title. I really think that's what uh, that's what we need to do. When I say we, I mean AEW because it's not as if I'm involved as far as you know. <laughs> but that's really it. That, I, I, um, I, and I understand that, you know, there, there were some people who were saying, you know, Paige has been, you know, he's been uh, looking for, you know, he, he's been overlooked for so long in Ring of Honor and in New Japan. He's never gotten the proper respect and, to a certain extent, I will agree, but we're not in New Japan anymore. We're not in Ring of Honor. We're starting over and we're starting fresh and we're starting starting with a, a, a brand new concept of wrestling that will need to be created and formed for people who aren't in the wrestling bubble like we are. And I think that's normal for them to do. AEW is putting a lot of stock into Paige. They do believe he's part of their future and I do believe it as well. And I don't think it's going to be like, uh, like the idea of, oh, they're putting it on a part-timer. They're doing, they're doing Lesnar. They're doing Lesnar in AEW. That's not it. That's not what they're going to be doing because I, Jericho, Chris Jericho is a smart, smart guy. And I think he knows what his role in AEW is going to be. I really, and his role is going to be to create stars and to create champions. I'm, convinced convinced that's what well, that's what's going to happen and uh and just to that point just to that point cm phil says jericho also makes sense more sense because he has more potential opponents but i really feel like they will that that the belt will make page and i agree see and here's the other thing this is an excellent point that that uh that phil brings up if Paige comes in as champion, who who's his first opponent? Who's who's the big heel opponent? 
Nobody knows who the big heels are either necessarily. Well, put him up against MJF. Don't burn the MJF match just yet. Not off the bat. You get that's the one you have to burn to, right? Page versus MJF? You kidding me? That's the one you build to. That's not the one that you that that, that you strike lightning on. Oh, I'm fight Chris Jericho again. Why? Sure, but I mean it's a rematch and it's not exciting, it's not new, and it's something that we the fans have seen. It Jericho is top heel. You can push then anyone as a credible babyface then afterwards. There's you have tons of them. You could have him, you could have Jungle Boy try to take the title off of him. And then, you know, have Jericho just mock the hell out of Jungle Boy or Darby Allen or, you know. I, I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm really excited to see what AEW has up its sleeve. I'm really excited to see how their mid card develops because I've said it before and I will say it again. AEW's mid card is the attraction. It is so, so good. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Janela, Allen. Ugh. Mid card is so strong. Can't wait. I can't wait to 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 see just how how they start booking this stuff. I I'm really excited to see what AEW is going to be doing. I really, really, really am. I haven't been talking much about AEW because there's only there's you can only speculate to a certain extent here, and because I don't want to get on I don't want to get on 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 high horses just yet. You know, you know, we, look, I I think this is the fifth time I said I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap up the show, but here, listen. All right. AEW's, AEW's main event, uh, main event scene is fantastic. Great wrestlers, but they're all going to need like some major, major buzz, really great fights. For us to get for us to get behind them, there's a lot of people that we haven't seen wrestle in a while, wrestling in programs for a while. But I mean, I'm confident they're they're all super talented. They're uber talented people. The mid card is fantastic. I'm worried about the women's division. I don't think that they've did a, they've done a good job showcasing the women's division so so far. I'm crossing my fingers that the, that weekly TV will help out. I'm begging that the buy-in battle royal for the women at all out. I hope it's great because they have lots of fantastic talent in there. But I'm really, really weary about the women's division. And I hope, hope that they don't push Brandy too hard because that will be a perfect way to get fans to turn on the women's division. Not that they don't like Brandy, but it, if it looks like nepotism, and it smells like nepotism, and it tastes like nepotism, it's probably nepotism. I want to say a hearty congratulations to the newly engaged Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, who I think from this point on we should call Beth, or perhaps Sethki. I have a personal preference for, for Beth. Congratulations to the both of them. That was fantastic. Um... And uh, remember, guys, hey, look what just appeared. Look what just appeared right here, right there. Whatforapparel.com slash I'm not dead. Buy the t-shirt. Leave me a tip at tinyurl.com slash tip Warren. Great ways to, to support the show. 
and and also also don't forget the Queen of the Ring tournament that is being held right now at belltobells.com. You have to go vote every day. There's 64 women involved and you have to vote every day because there's a bracket that closes every goddamn day. Belltobells.com. Go check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, and also thank you all so much for joining me live this evening. We had a fantastic crowd once again. Thank you for taking the time to listen wherever it may be, YouTube, podcasts, your support means so much. It really, really does mean a lot to my little, stupid little heart here. So again, uh, so we'll see. So remember, uh, that's I'm just trying to place everything back in my mind. Remember, join, <laughs> stick around here on Tuesday, next Tuesday, All Out Predictions with Anthony Suter from Smart to Death. On Thursday, I'll be back for another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Then Friday afternoon with Laura Morrow, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff predictions. It's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a big week, but it's going to be a fun week. Again, thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for joining. And I'll see you next time.